This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everybody, welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle. And if this podcast ain't lit, Cray Cray out. <laughs> Kyle, I'm thankful for the weed house because I got Utah. <laughs> There's a direct line between weed, weed house and Mormonism. Clearly. Yes, totally. What did you think overall of the episode? Finally, things happened, right? Some things happened. Some interesting things. I still find Brittany and Marcelino the most compelling. Yeah, and I couldn't care less about the thruple. Um, but yeah, Marcelino fucking up Tito. Lam- I mean, call me crazy. Uh, maybe I'm having a stroke. I kind of like Lamar now. What's oh, wrong yeah. with me? This was a redemption episode for Lamar, 100%. He, it was so funny. I actually enjoyed watching him. The whole like Lamar and Andrea storyline was hilarious this week. And also, though, disappointingly, Tracy and Clint, that shit was fake, right? It was so weird. Um, I feel like it was totally fake. That's what I said last week. I thought the fight was fake. I thought that their makeup was strange and way too fast. Um, Weird. Yeah. 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 And Tracy has a serious push-up bra game, if you didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she does. I also, Kyle, I have a great mathematics story for the end today, but Ooh, we're going to save it for the end. It's really okay. funny. All right. Okay. Who, where should we start? Should we... Okay. First of all, let's talk about the schedule. So this was episode 22, I believe. 21. 20, 21? Damn. We have three more episodes. Did you know that? No. We have two more. I thought it was 24 said- total. They said in the preview yesterday on the basically the episode before the finale, which is next week. Okay. That's good news because I am so ready for this new... I think it's August 16th is the premiere of season three, and I'm ready for some fresh meat. I agree. I'm done with these people. I mean, like we're going to talk about a couple of interesting things that happened, but... 20 man 24 episodes or 23 episodes is a lot of tv to be with the same freaks it it really is even the other way which also has hour-long episodes so it's it's uh kind of the same is like 18 episodes so even that like and that's way better typically i want to die after episode 12 (laughs) of 90 day fiance i fucking start to hate everyone like it doesn't matter who i'm sure i'm gonna think submit is a giant piece of garbage in a couple weeks (laughs) i hope not (laughs) i hope not all right let's start with tracy and clint so clint seems unreasonably calm at the very yeah. outset of this, like we ended the episode last week with Tracy screaming, screaming and kicking and God. holes in doors, like Clint kicking out two holes in the bathroom door in the hotel. And then all of a sudden he's like chill and sitting on the bed. I don't buy so it. If this, wa- if this was real and they really did kick out the film crew, they must have some amazing audio of what happened. <laughs> right. But, they probably can't just like show the door for 20 minutes while they're screaming at each other. You know what I mean? I don't know. I didn't believe this for a second. This is what I think happened. I have a theory. Her name <laughs> is Stephanie. Okay. 
Her name is Stephanie. Like, why does, Maybe why, why is the he fuck are you say, Why are you saying her name more, you dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> so I okay. This is what I think happened. Oh wait, no, it's like Ricky. Remember when Ricky kept saying Melissa like a Re- thousand no, times? No, totally. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I think. This is my theory. I think that Clint was talking to other girls, like he was probably texting girls or messaging girls, but it was like before they filmed these additional episodes. Oh, and yeah, I think he sure. told production about that and they were like, we have to recreate it. I feel like this was like a remake. This wasn't like in the moment real and they were trying to act. And I, I thought it felt completely inauthentic. It was definitely a re kind of hash of a prior fight that they must have had a long time ago. Cause I just exactly. cannot believe, I cannot believe that Tracy wakes up the next morning and is like, I love you. Teehee. And like, they make jokes They kind of like make jokes about it. She's like, so is that how you're going to get in her pants? And I mean, I can I just can't imagine her reading Clint. And by the way, okay, here, here's another thing. So at some point did Tracy make Clint, um, read all of the messages or something because she seems to know a bunch more than just what she saw that night. You know what I mean? It was really strange. Yeah. I just don't buy it. I, I don't buy that, that she reads Clint saying she's not my goddess anymore and I don't love her. And the next morning everything's hunky dory. That is, that's like tough to come back from, right? Totally. And I mean, she's just like chilling by the pool. Tracy is saying like, you need to make it up to me. And then she's like, delete that bitch's number. And I'm like, he hasn't already. Like, what? <laughs> right. And then come on, like the liquor bottle spilled. Oh, that and, was ridiculous. And then Tracy's just like living her best life by the pool as if nothing happened. And th- like shot glasses with like dribbles of tequila. Like someone set that up. Come on. I know it was just totally kind of fake. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, what the one part that was like actually enjoyable was them sitting by the pool and she decides that, you know, Tracy decides that they want to renew their vows and that'll be great. That'll be fun. Renew your vows after one year is very strange, but she's like, acts like this is going to erase all of their problems and this whole like kind of emotional cheating that he's just done. It always does, Kim. Why do you <laughs> doubt Elvis's magical power? It's so weird. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, her his mom's reaction to the beginning of this conversation was pretty funny. She's just horrified that there's some kind of news, like any <laughs> news. There's no possible news that can be positive. She does not her. want any babies. She doesn't want any babies, she says. Please, Tracy, tell me you're not pregnant. It's too good. I love it. Why does she want to endure a church wedding with Clint? Like I, I don't understand. That? I know that she's like very traditional and conservative about this stuff, but how is that going to be actually enjoyable in any way? It's, because it's just going to be a hot know. mess. She fe- Well, think about it. They can cater it from the deli. You oh. can have like the biggest wedding in Hobbs. She's like, looking for a marketing opportunity. Okay. Totally. Now I'm feeling you now. Yeah. Do you think that the season finale 
of Clinton Tracy's story is like a beautiful church wedding with <laughs> deli with like cold cuts and deli meats just arranged beautifully. I do think it might be like the wedding wedding might be like the finale, right? If there's only a couple more episodes. I, did you notice yeah. Clint's shirt, by the way? Yeah, I it said something that I couldn't yeah. It, it said I, I don't I explain I don't complain. I ex I explain or something like that. And I was like, Oh my god. Such an okay. ironic shirt to be wearing as he's like being such a little bitch during all this like entire trip to Vegas. <laughs> what was he explaining when he was in the car being a little bitch? By the I don't sign? know. He wasn't explaining anything. That's just what his t shirt said. I I yeah. it was horrible. I was like, who picked this out for him? You know, anyway. Um, yeah i'm with you i think it's everything the last two episodes has been total horseshit i feel like tracy would be apoplectic if she read his phone and had text i think that she would have such a meltdown that she couldn't even talk i know right and she would definitely like try to get drugs they didn't even like play up that potential storyline right like she's an addict when you have something go really really terribly in a relationship when you're an addict you're isn't your go-to supposed to be like falling back on your crutch i, I don't maybe know maybe that's what they were trying to imply with the fake bottle of liquor or something i don't know maybe i don't know we already saw her shooting champagne so what's a little tequila i don't the tequila was definitely champagne a shooters <laughs> The tequila is definitely a throwback to the original, um, you know, wedding night where the yeah. broken bottle of tequila yeah. and the limes everywhere and shoot motherfucking crack night, you know. All right. The show let's move is self-referential wanna... in its fakery. <laughs> Can we talk about the thruple? We're going to save the best sure. for last. Yeah. So please. I actually enjoy. So this divorce attorney, this blonde, beautiful being. <laughs> This is by far the best looking divorce attorney, male or female, we've ever seen on the show. And also the sharpest. Also you the sharpest. You think that she's better looking than uh, than DUI Dr. Adam on 90 Day? Oh, I don't know. Match yes, made I in do. heaven. Ooh, now, DUI Dr., as I've been told many times on Instagram, is married. And stop oh, creeping off. on him. Hands off, ladies. I was like, oh, I was serious when I was creeping on him okay so the thruple so sarah goes to get divorce papers and we're supposed to be like blown away by this and did then you this divorce that, attorney did you, did you notice that like when she's in the car she's using her um her vocal affectation that we have yes. uh commented on and like literally she gets out of the car and sits down with the white lady lawyer and affectation gone <laughs> it's just so funny it's so weird yeah she's like yes i would like to file for divorce please i'm like yes hello is this person <laughs> who are you <laughs> This divorce lawyer, though, she is brutal. She's like, uh, excuse me, why aren't you divorced already? Yeah. Like, I love how Sarah tells her the whole story, and it's horrible. This divorce, the, this divorce attorney doesn't even blank. She's just like, why aren't you divorced? Like, what? It's almost you? like she's watched the show already. Do you know what I, I mean? <laughs> or, or she's just like prepped, or she, she watched Love After Lockup season two before this this chick came in with the camera crew you know she was yeah. mentally prepared and she was the voice of america screaming in horror at <laughs> sarah to get the fuck out of there but sarah's response is i don't know i guess i was just scared and i'm like and the what? divorce i know and the divorce attorney has like the best 
retort, which is, it scares me that you're still married to this asshole, you know? I mean, and I'm like, right. yes, it, it, totally. that is way worse. And also like, you basically have three children because Michael brings nothing to the table. He just causes more stress. He doesn't bring any money. He's not employed. He's in jail. It's just more work. So really being Absolutely. divorced is like way less work. No, there's less She's children, less problems. I know. And she had like sex with him only one time in like yeah. two years. So it's not even like good dick or anything. I guess it depends on your definition. Oh, I just threw up. Dick. I'm sorry. I just threw up when I said that. I would edit it out, but I just oh, oh I just realized who man. I was talking about, and I really just threw up in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a fertile dick, that's for Ugh. sure. <laughs> oh, so gross. Uh, anyway, why the fuck? Okay, why the fuck? Why the fuck is she going to go to Michigan to hand him the papers? Who gives a shit? Don't you have a goddamn... Can't you take a goddamn picture with your phone and then text it to him or something? I got so angry at the storyline when she's like, yeah, I'm going to go just hop on over to Michigan to Flint. That's like a 12, 13-hour drive with two kids. Like, are you kidding me? And you're just going to hop over there to serve him these divorce papers? Like... No, please. Driving no. with a one-month-old baby. Oh my god! Is can you not imagine? Fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, we went on a road trip when my son was three months old, and he slept the almost the entire time. But when he woke up, he was a total nightmare of vomiting and screaming. Horrible. And you know he's going to talk her out of it when I mean <sighs> she even admits like he has this power over me, and I'm like, well then maybe let the the police take care of serving him the papers. We know where he is. That's their job. He's got job. a GPS gonna tracker have... on him. Yeah. <laughs> like... They're going to have to serve him anyway. Like her giving him the papers is completely irrelevant. They have to, it has to be served by an officer of the court. Right. It's yeah, no, absolutely. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird when she's in this scene with Emmy too. And like Emmy's in disbelief that she went to the divorce attorney and, Sarah makes this big speech about how she deserves more, but she feels like she failed. And I'm just like, you can't make those two statements in the same conversation. Like I deserve so uh, much more. Oh, but I failed. I failed because like, he doesn't love me. It's like, no, no, you just said you deserve more. I, I understand your confusion, but as someone that has been divorced, I'll tell you that you have like really conflicting weird feelings about it at the time. It sucks. Like you feel like you're part of a statistic, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. You, even if you hate that person, you still feel like you wanted to make it work and going through this whole legal process sucks. And you, you, you know, when I got divorced, I thought about my wedding and how like I, I felt like I was, I let, people down it's it's like a confusing and frustrating thing so i i yeah, think i understand I what she's what she's getting at essentially i guess so it was i don't know again just going back she says the divorce is so hard because she has two young kids but i'm like he never helped you he yeah, never well, he helped to the park one time like, like one time yeah. so like yeah i get it that like that's kind of the stereotype. Like I have kids. I don't want to get divorced, but like he 
He didn't, he wasn't even around. I mean, even Aviana in the car when they're driving to Michigan is like, I haven't seen him in years and years and years and years and years and years. I'm like, that was this sad. Is so sad. Yeah. What's the best case scenario for her going to Michigan? She's going to get there. He's going to try to talk her out of it. And then they're going to get into a screaming match in front yep. of their children and scar them for life. Right. Pretty much. Like that, that's like the best case scenario. And, and no, Kyle, I think they're going to have a completely, off. I think they're going to have a completely civil conversation that ends very calmly. It won't even be on the show. It's going to be so <laughs> normal. Like they won't even film it. It'll just get cut because it's totally, totally. Yeah. God. All right. Let's talk about Megan though. Megan and her dad. So her dad has a knife and is cutting peppers. And I'm like, put that knife down, Papa. <laughs> Megan, you know, you just like, you're talking about Mike. Like you're probably not going to want to have that sharp object in your hand. But if I had to talk to Mike for any length of time, I might stab myself in the face with that knife. So <laughs> I might Horrible. stab my eyes and ears out. Horrible. I, I just, I went to Flint and picked up Michael from jail. And the dad I, says that she, the dad says something very insightful. He's like, she just wants drama in her life and she's making bad decisions. I'm like, she does just want drama in her life. She 100%. just wants the drama. She's making money from the drama and now she's addicted to it. I think that she feels like this is her job now and that therefore she has to stay with Michael to like be on TV. I don't believe for a second that she actually like loves him the way that she, she professes to love him it's such horseshit she wants rock's dick that's what she <laughs> wants she said she's between a rock and a hard place i was oh. like do you mean between rock and oh, oh. i wish we'd get to see that it'd be better looking gu- gu- than gu- michael gu- gu- gusher <laughs> I I I kind of wanted her to talk about getting gushered in front of her dad and then him just like chop his finger off with the knife. <laughs> so gross. Megan's dad is kind of like stepdad Joe though. He's just like he's not fucking around. He's like he's telling it like it is. Number one, he can't keep it in his pants. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Oh my god, I have like four. Hold on. This these are four quotes from Megan's dad that I loved. How is he going to provide for all these babies? Great question. He He's has not. issues and he can't keep in his issues. He can't keep it in his pants. Very true. He ain't real. That's true. Your mama has wonderful intuition. Do you think this is right? <laughs> I'm like, clearly she didn't get that gene. I'll be willing to hand out ass whooping to him. <laughs> have, have we ever the met best. Megan's mom? Is she no. kind of like, I think she's kind of like, Paul's dad he just has wants no part of this foolishness and being on TV whatsoever we, I missed the best part we have a situation yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I understand y'all had a situation <laughs> Megan wonders if she should listen to her dad because you know she just doesn't know what to do I, I love that he called him. I think that's hilarious. It was I think, funny. Like this is he is so freaking proud of himself, and I think it's kind of funny. Like just you know that he agreed to be on this show not because he for a second believed that he could convince Megan of anything. He just wants to look like a tough dad bro and <laughs> tell Michael what's what. Give him what fall. Totally. Um, anything else to say about these? Thruple people. No, let's have more fun. Okay. Um, we need to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. 
Is there something that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, family conflicts. Wow, it sounds like people from after lockup could really use better help. Everything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp has over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. So what are you waiting for? I've used BetterHelp and I love the convenience of it. I actually love going to therapy, but I find it a little bit intimidating and just inconvenient when I had to drive all the way to a therapist's office. I had to schedule appointments weeks or months in advance because they book out so far. BetterHelp makes therapy affordable and accessible for everyone. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash love cray cray and get 10% off your first month with discount code love cray cray. Let's go to betterhelp.com slash love cray cray to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. Simply fill out a super quick and actually kind of fun questionnaire and help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash love cray cray for 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. I'll also have a link in the show notes because I know a lot of you are driving. All right, let's talk about Marcelino and Brittany and Tito. Still no <laughs> fucking Gannett. Where is this animal? Kyle? I don't where know. Where is it? I don't know. He, it looks like he downgraded his house from the Airbnb that he was staying at or something. And okay. I wonder if he even has it anymore. Can we talk about this? Okay. First of all, what the hell house is this? This is not the house we saw last season. Secondly, no. no. Secondly, where's his girlfriend slash wife? Was she hired to make him look better? I don't know. Thirdly, is he on drugs? He like wouldn't look anybody in the eye. He like was like looking off into space the whole time. It was so weird. He was like glassy eyed, staring at the wall, wouldn't even look at Marcelino. I'm not sure if he was on drugs. I mean, to me, it was, it, it didn't occur to me watching it. Oh my God, he's on drugs. I mean, he, he certainly could have been, but I think it was just more a stressful and frustrating situation. And Tito doesn't really have like really great communication skills. And he just got super pissed off and wasn't, you know, wasn't thinking. Um, yeah. th- how did you feel? Did you think that Marcelino was talking to him about this in a respectful way that, you know, that shouldn't have led to this or was it inevitable based on the types of things he was saying? I feel that Marcelino could have definitely done better. I feel like he let his emotions get the best of him, which is strange because we always see Marcelino so calm and collected and like strategic, but he was what, what results did he expect? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, right. That's that. Is we've been saying this for the last four episodes since this kind of idea came up. It makes no sense for him to go after a hundred percent custody. None. It's a really bad idea. And like, what did he expect Tito to do? 
I mean, it's a pride thing. You know what I mean? Even if he doesn't want to deal with, you know, taking care of Geo even part time anymore, which doesn't seems like he doesn't seem like he does. It's it's a pride thing for this guy, and I think almost any guy would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck out of my face!" Um, I just don't see what he thought he would get accomplished except for a fist fight by saying i'm gonna take your son 100 percent of the time like also ah, how does he think that a this, bad like, idea so they have this fight this fight is on camera there's video evidence that can be presented in court a producer by the way that poor producer that was like trying to break him up i mean that guy <laughs> he's a brave man he is brave i wouldn't have gotten in the middle he of that. did not he did not look like he was in the same fighting shape as uh tito and marcelino you know what i mean this is my other thing is that marcelino was ready to fight because okay marcelino is like he was in the military he was a marine right i think yeah and he's trained and he's in trained. self-defense clearly so okay so I mean, that's my question if he's trained in self-defense how did why didn't he just defuse the fight he could have just like if you know self-defense, you can like use people's power against them, right? So he could have just grabbed Tito, turned his arm around, held it behind him so Tito couldn't move, and then he would have completely diffused the fight. Instead, he throws a punch. He throws a punch. No, he wanted he wanted to hurt him. He wanted to like immediately show him that he was I don't know, show him he was serious. I don't know what the point of beating the shit out of Tito was. Obviously, there's only bad outcomes that can come from that. He either calls the cops and files assault charges, or it just makes it that much harder to get Geo in full custody, or he does exactly what he did, which was given that he has full control of this situation, he has all the rights here. He just says, bring Geo or I'm calling the cops now. Yeah. I mean, basically, this is, I think this is around the time probably when that whole tweet thing happened, right? So, yeah, the crazy for those, tweets. those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it was actually a Facebook post, and he was, he put on Facebook, Tito did, that like Brittany had kidnapped, Brittany and Marcelino had kidnapped Giovanni. They weren't taking him back. They, you know, took a, the child and wouldn't let him home. And me- meanwhile, Brittany's posting Gio at like the park on a swing. Like he's fine. Like he's, he's here, but Tito cried kidnapping. And, and I wonder, I guess if he does, because it was interesting to hear Tito go into the background of this too. Like, yeah, you know, I never fought for custody. The reason that I have custody is because Brittany never even showed up. So the court was just like, yeah, I guess that you have to take care of this kid. So, right. I, you know, but she claims, remember, she claimed at the lawyer, that like she didn't get it for a change of address or whatever. Who knows? Totally. And who knows um, what happened? I honestly believe that Giovanni's really great with Marcelino and Brittany and, it's a good home for him and they're good parents. So I, that's great. But it, it's just interesting when like what Marcelino, we've just seen, seen him be so calm, so collected, so reasonable, so logical, this whole 21 episodes. And then he just loses it, whips around that minivan. And he's like, I'm going to throw some punches. It doesn't make sense. I totally agree with the thing that Tito said right before the fight started. He said, it's ridiculous and disrespectful for you to come into my house and ask me that. I'll be, and you know, then he says, I'll be dead before you give up 100% custody. So Marcelino fucks him up. Yeah. And, and I wasn't surprised by that at all because he has, you know, military training. He not only threw a punch, but he got him in 
a position where he could have really hurt him. He he could have given him put him in a headlock. At one point he was um in like a jujitsu pose to like he could have fucking choked him out if he wanted to or broke his arm or something and um I have to believe it would have kept escalating if the production crew wasn't there, right? Can we all agree that this is no River and Chantel who started the fight and who won the fight? Tito started the fight by getting up off the couch and lunging, and Marcelino fucking won this fight. (laughs) (laughs) He ended it, that's for sure. He certainly But I still feel like he just should have used his self-defense to defuse the fight. I'm so mad. It was a bad call. Yeah. It it doesn't advance the goal of getting Geo. Can you right? imagine if I just I don't care who you are, somebody marches into your house and it's like, I want hundred percent custody of your kid. You're gonna have a bad reaction every yourself. single time. <laughs> there is even the worst, most drug addict, terrible, you know, murder parent is gonna be like, Fuck you, no, you're not taking my kid. Like that's just your gut reaction. So I don't know. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that you know, I, I don't think that this fight was fake at all, but if I was Tito, I would have been like blind rage, like murder kill. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would have like <laughs> stabbed Marcelino or something, but I, I don't feel like he fought that hard, to be honest. I would have been completely seeing red, like rage, just charging him and like punching him in the nuts, trying to fucking tear his eyes out if he was trying to take my kid you know it's, that's I why i wonder if he's on drugs crazy. don't do you think yeah he, a little he lethargic just, he looked like he was just out of it i don't yeah. know that's what it looked like to me and i don't i have, i don't know much about drugs so tell me if i'm wrong i'm sure so, I'll get lots of messages <laughs> so um you know marcelino rolls back up and Brittany is like hysterical understandably because tito's texting her like Bring Gio back or I'm calling the cops, which is exactly like, what did you fucking think was going to happen after this? Like, he would just be like, oh, well, I guess like he's going to use his legal yes. rights to fuck with you as much as he possibly can. And like this, this video is going to end up in court now if they have to go through a protracted custody battle. It's the worst thing he could have done. It really is. And even Marcelino admits he's like. As I arrive and I see Gio and Brittany's upset and Tita's texting her like the gravity of what I just did really hit me. I'm like, yeah, that was dumb. It was a re- and I Marcelino knows that, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we all make mistakes. I get it. Um, I've done dumb shit. But uh, damn, that was a bad, bad choice. You want to move on? Because I want to talk about Lamar. <laughs> yes. Wait, let's save him for let's just breeze through Lizzie and Scott because it was dumb and it was like and then I just want to save Lamar for last because he's like the icing on the cake. It was so funny this this episode. It was really funny. Lizzie and Scott, Lizzie's walking around in a towel talking about how the furniture is tacky. I remember basically nothing about this segment except for Charlene looks so sad when Lizzie says mean shit about her. And I believe that this whole entire scene was contrived and fake. Lizzie's hair wasn't even wet. Maybe she didn't wash it, but she's like walking around in this towel and it doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah, why? it doesn't make why any is sense. She, why is she walking around judging Scott's objectively terrible <laughs> taste in a towel? <laughs> hey, at least she like, doesn't have Charlene, word art. Charlene comes home from work. She's like, she puts on the ring just to like flex on Charlene. I don't think Charlene really cares though. Charlene's like, I'm just using this guy for free room and board, okay? (laughs) Right. Like, do you think that they're together? No, not at all. They 
Why would they hide I it? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Charlene wants to touch Scott's feet. No, I just don't think that's a thing at all. So she just comes out swinging like Marcelino. Yeah, fuck it how. And it was uh, mean. Just, so strange. And Charlene looks um, so sad. She's like in her scrubs. She's clearly going to work. She must be a nurse or something like that. And she's like either on her way to work or coming back. And Lizzie's like, no, remember, Scott, you told me in the car you didn't want her around. And she looks so sad. And I was like, that's a mean yeah. thing to say. And like, why are you threatened by Charlene? Like, he's not interested I, in her. When, it, when that was going on, I kind of felt like what Scott meant by that wasn't I can't get rid of her like she's a pest. I thought he meant I can't get just get rid of her as in I can't just discard her because she's my friend. Right. You know what I mean? That's kind of what, how I thought. Did we even what, see him say I this? I thought it meant. I feel like I he feel didn't like even he say said it. something like that in the car, but the context was more I can't abandon my friend instead of I can't get rid of this pest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look, all I know is that this singular day has been three episodes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Can we pl- Lizzie and Scott have the best deal out of any of these people because they're in so many episodes oh and they only film for like oh two God. fucking days. A season. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. <gasps> they're getting paid. If they're really getting paid like 500 an episode, they're making way more a thousand dollars an hour, basically, <laughs> at this point. How do you get that gig? I don't know. God, I don't want you it. Just have I don't to want throw that gig. a lot of use. All you have to do is sacrifice a few rings and phones and bodies of water that allegedly cost four thousand dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking kidding me. All right. Anything else to say about them or can we get to the good stuff? It's just a drug test. I mean, I think it, oh, if, yeah, I, I do believe I do believe that Lizzie is clean. Me too. Be, me too. Yeah. And Scott doesn't seem like he's on drugs surprised. either. Like Scott. Well, I don't know. I'm sure he's like smoking weed. You know what well, I mean? Sure. But I don't I guess I don't count that. I, <laughs> I no, know no, still I know. in some states that counts. But as Lamar she, says, I, that's like drinking a soda. It's, oh, a hundred percent. Trust me. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, I do think that she will use that against him in some way if he tests positive for just even just weed. She's going to use that against him. Totally. Yeah. All right. Let's. Um. Andrea and Lamar. They're driving to Finally. Utah. It looks fucking beautiful. It looks beautiful. I like what he was. They were talking in the car, and he's like. Why did you think you were marrying some altar boy that didn't smoke weed or drink? And I'm like, fucking thank you. You married Why? somebody Why in jail. He was in jail. He was literally a crip. You had a blue wedding cake because those are his gang colors, you fucking moron. <laughs> this is a nine hour drive. And at first I was like, where are her kids? And then she said that they like opted to leave them at home so that they could like work on their marriage. And I'm like, you're going back to Utah, Nyla and Tennyson's favorite place on earth. And you're not taking them. They must be devastated, devastated. I mean, it's probably a good choice, but I am very upset that we've had what? 45 seconds of Tennyson this season. Very upset. I love that. I love them both. All right. So 
It occurs to me, like, it occurred to me when I was watching this. I was like, wow, Lamar doesn't actually know anything about her life in Utah. He's never been there. No. He doesn't know, we like, how about to see to what live. this Utah shit about. <laughs> and it's so, I mean, I do, like, empathize a little bit with Lamar. He's like, he says he needs to live somewhere where there are black people. And it doesn't need to just be a all black bit, people, but just not, at least not a full. few. A few. And then <laughs> when they full. show up to this Mormon's house, they have, like, one other black lady. And they immediately put him in conversation with her. Like, totally see there's a few no that's one one is not a few one is one <laughs> you skipped you skipped andrea licking the pole oh i sorry like, we can go back i just up. yeah no that's fine it's just like disgusting and strange and why and i kind of hoped that her tongue would fr- stick to it that would have been hysterical i loved it when lamar said this party better be lit or i'm out <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you seriously expect? I think he was joking, which makes me like him more. And in liking well, him, by liking him yeah. more, I'm starting at zero. So I wonder what his definition of lit is. What does <laughs> what exactly is lit? I feel Lamar? like it's something I wouldn't survive. Like I literally feel like it's something I just wouldn't live through. <laughs> I would be dead. Just, is, is lit just like a measure of the general chaos of the event? <laughs> Is that what that means? I kind of think that's just, it's just like a bunch of people and they're all fucked up and everyone's having a good time. I, I think know. it refers to the variety of drugs and also oh, okay. like good music, probably. I miss the concentration of usage of substances and, if you and will. people that are doing said substances that are having a good time. Right. And probably again, there's no good music in, in Utah. Can we, can we all agree that these Mormons are probably listening to some like questionable I don't know, slow jazz or elevator type music. Maybe I'm wrong. Barry maybe Manilow. I'm wrong. Barry Meatloaf, as I referenced last week. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, my favorite part of this entire episode. Word art? Was no. Well, that was horrible. That was bad. But um, it was the interlude, which usually yes. is just stupid and doesn't really provide any value but the interlude was so fucking funny this episode where they're wandering around the streets of lehigh or whatever the fuck they are and lamar's (laughs) just so confused by the utter silence and serenity of this neighborhood he's like the dogs aren't even talking (laughs) it ain't right (laughs) i I think that i mean i i kind of see where he's coming from i mean i i don't but just putting myself in his shoes He's in the middle of this town and there's like two random black people with a camera crew walking around and it it must have felt really strange. I the neighborhood watch joke amazing. Oh, it was, Thought it was so, so funny. funny. He's like they're going to call the police. Who are they watching? They're, they're watching me. That's who they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was really funny. I mean funny. literally literally true given his criminal record by the way, but you know <laughs> yes yes no that was it. i really laughed at that i rewound it like three times to watch that little one minute interlude and what we're talking about is like in between commercials they'll sometimes come back for like this little one minute quick segment and sometimes they're dumb but this one was really funny um um he thinks the party is not going to be lit no which he's, he thinks he's it's going right. to be church music yeah bonfires yeah. in the snow gonna have big ass jackets on and shit <laughs> he forgot about <laughs> the fishing totally he true. didn't realize exactly- there was fishing Nope. Well, you didn't. You're right. And like, okay. I wouldn't have realized it either. Who has a freaking river behind their house? That was amazing, right? It was. They have well, like it was a, a beach pond. set up. 
It was nice. No, it looked like a river. Maybe. I thought it was a little pond. Okay. Let's okay. let's talk about the specifics here. First off, the z- they're like z- Matt Sharp is zeroing in on the word art, and it makes me wonder oh if God, he's listening awful. to our podcast, <laughs> where we word could alert, constantly like, complain about word art. Overwhelming. Over red alert. They even have a little word art above their pantry that says pantry. I know. I'm like, do you really need? Do you do you have all the rooms <sighs> labeled like linen closet? Well, yeah. <laughs> And the the Y was a little bit crooked, you oh. know, uh, freaking uh, so cute. Oh, awful. Bathroom. Worst. Bedroom one. Basement. Like, are they all <laughs> labeled? Like, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, my God. Um, And then he accidentally buys non-alcoholic beer, which I thought was hysterical. He's like, this has never been a problem. Like, there's no alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer where I buy beer. I wonder if he bought beer in a dry town and just didn't realize that was literally the only option. Probably. That's a good point. That may have happened. Um, And then he's complaining that they made chitlins (laughs) and he's complaining to the only other black lady that like, they don't know how to make chitlins. And the lady's like, yeah, probably not. But like, probably not. Should have made, should have made fried chicken. Hey, look, I would never complain about eating fried chicken. That's just delicious. No, God, no. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was sweet that those kind of very strange uh, locals <laughs> were trying to fish with them and trying to. T- I mean, I, I hate it that they were kind of like proselytizing a little bit to him. They, you know, hold back maybe until the second meeting before you start talking about joining the Church of Mormon. Did you like the way they framed it, though? Like, oh, well, Tennyson... They were trying to frame it like, yeah, like Tennyson. But then they tried to make it clear that, no, you should join. And it's like, come on, man. Can't we catch one fish first together (laughs) before you try to convert me to your religion? They're not catching any fish in the winter in that little pond. Good God. Um, Can we talk about the characters that were trying to convert him? My God. Children of the Cord, Mayberry... (laughs) Mayberry Joe. Um, one of those guys looked like for like straight out of the Hunger Games. Like, I mean, I, have you seen the Hunger Games? Yes. It's like they have like weird colored uh, hair and stuff. I know. And St- Steve Colbert did this bit during when the Hunger Games was big, and he like put on this purple or blue wig and pretended to be one of the characters, and it's all I could think about because he had this pointy blue beard too, and I was like, this is the red version of the Hunger Terrible. Games guy. Like, anyway, terrible. It was almost like he was trying to the, make his face into an American flag. All I could think was like, may the odds be forever in your favor. I was like, ah. Terrible. Okay. And then the other yeah. guy looks relatively normal, but he has his like ball cap on backwards. Like he's trying to be cool around Lamar. And I'm like. Uh, I don't know. I think he's just like kind of a a Utah truck guy. You know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, Kyle, can I ask you this? Yeah. Would you ever dye your beard? A color, if you dyed your hair a bizarre color, like bright red, would you dye your beard too? No. How would you, what are the logistics of that? I don't know. I mean, like beard hair is a whole different animal than the hair on your head too. I don't even, did he, he must have bleached it first, right? This seems like a lot of effort, unless he has like wispy blonde beard hairs. I guess that's possible, but... Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. And maybe he's married 
to the, the to the chick that we've always said is there's no way she's Mormon because she's like covered in piercings and in crazy hair colors. Do you remember her? No. All right. Well, anyway, they're one of Andrea's friends. We're oh, like, Andrea, she's yes. not Mormon. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, um, that- Lamar Lamar drops like a really you know, woke comment uh, there. He's like, I believe there is truth in all religions. And I was like, what? Who are you? Do I like Lamar now? <laughs> I had so many people reach out to me and say like, this episode changed my mind about Lamar. And I was like, I know he was so funny. And then when he said that super woke comment, I was like, who are you? But like, yeah, it was interesting to hear him say that. I don't know. Does Does Lamar being funny and kind of cool lend credence to Andrea's argument that they should live in Utah. Because it seems like he's a bit of an asshole at all times when they're in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm not saying that just because he was funny in this episode that he's not an asshole normally. Um, He has been in every other episode. I feel like... (laughs) One for 22. (laughs) I feel like they need to go back to Utah because of those kids. Like, they clearly want to be in Utah. That's what they like. I get it. Like LA definitely has some bonuses too. They at least like learn some street smarts. They're not going to learn those in whatever the fuck place this is in Utah. But, um, you know, I don't know. And and they're definitely more culturally diverse, should we say in LA, which is, you know, um, but they, they like Utah. So I I don't, I'm divided, but yeah, Lamar was definitely a much, I don't know if it was the editing or what, but he was a much nicer person in this episode than previous. And let's All end right, it. Well, are we going to wrap it no, up with to, mathematics? We need to end the Lamar and Andrea segment with a quote from Lamar. I'm oh, yeah. I'm not becoming no motherfucking Mormon. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I love Mormons. Can I just say? And there you have it. They're so fun and funny. And they're very accepting of, of others. Um, you know, I had a lot of Mormons reach out to me like, even just because we don't um, drink doesn't mean you can't drink around us. And I had a friend and she was married to a non-Mormon, even though she was super Mormon. And you know, she didn't care if her husband drank. And I was like, oh, you Mormon, you're very nice people. Okay. How nice. Yeah. Um, mathematics. Okay. Let me think. So ironically, I was at a yoga retreat and. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <In> the ma- <laughs> you need to explain. I was, I, w- I went dark for a few days and it's cause I was at this yoga retreat and, um, there was, it, it was kind of in this kind of mountain hut type place. And there was this kid there that kind of worked at the hut. And on the last night, he he was young. He was like 20 or 21. He was still in college. And oh, yeah. he was... Um, Real young? Real young, Kim? What? I don't understand. <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm a creeper? Gross. I'm a married woman. I was just talking to him. We were all just chatting with him. He was probably like, Oh my God, there's like 20 girls here and this is crazy. And anyway, he, he was drinking with us one night and, um, he told us a story. This is just getting worse, by the way, <laughs> but continue. Sorry. <laughs> People were telling like the craziest thing that happened to them. And he was like, I have one. He's like, I was going to a fraternity formal, which I don't know if you know about fraternity formals, but apparently they have like an overnight date type of situation party thing and it was this is the best part it was in myrtle beach <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that the makes paradise the of the east the paradise <laughs> of the east um and he said that he was you know they just got there for the weekend they're with these 
frat boys. So of course they're partying super hard. He's with his date. And as soon as he enters the cabin or wherever they're staying hotel, I don't know house, his fraternity brothers are like, do some cocaine. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do cocaine. And they're like, do the cocaine. And he's like, fine, I'll just do one line of cocaine. And so he does one line of cocaine. He had never done it before. He's scared out of his mind already. And this other guy walks by and goes, that's not Coke. It's meth. Oh my God. Jesus. He said he freaked out. He was like, well, yeah, he's like, please tell me I did not just do meth. He's like, what do you do when you just snorted a huge line of meth? Like, there's well, nothing you, you can do. No, there's nothing you can do. You can't barf it up. He's like, all I could think about were those big billboards and those ads that are like, not even once. And he's like, I did it. <laughs> I did it once. I did it once. I did it once. My teeth are going to fall out. So this, Well, he snorted it, so probably not. But then this is the worst Still. part. So he goes out for the party that night with this girl he like doesn't know very well. He was just like barely dating her. And they come back and the house has been robbed. So his shit is all gone. It's everywhere. And his date is like, I was like, did you tell your date that you accidentally did meth? He's like, hell no. He's like, I didn't tell her. He's like, I liked her. I wanted to try to sleep with her. Like I couldn't tell her that I did all this meth. And so, but he was like, I was acting. So we, I was super tweaked out. He's like, now I know what meth feels like. It's horrible. And they had to call the cops, right? Because he got home and they had been robbed. And this girl was like, we have to call the cops. And he was like, he tried to pass it off. as like, we've been drinking. I think he was 20. Cause he was like, we're underage. We're drinking. We can't call the cops. And she's like, we have to call the cops. We were robbed. Like all our shit's gone. And so he said it was the worst day of his life. He's like trying to talk to these cops. He's on meth. He's so uncomfortable. <laughs> he said 52 hours later, if he finally started to come down. And the moral not of the story once. is not even once. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I have. Terrible. I don't know if that was a good rendition of that story, right, but at guys. the time it was hilarious. No, that was, that was horrible and awesome. <laughs> uh, that's why I've never done drugs. So never know what it is. I have nothing else. Kyle, do you have anything else for our beautiful listeners? No, next week we have a guest host because I am going to be traveling the world, right? That's true. Kyle's going to be in Iceland. So right now I have a guest host booked. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's a surprise. But, you know, stay tuned. And hopefully this guest host goes as planned. If it doesn't, there will be no episode because I can't talk to you by (laughs) myself. (laughs) Well, I can call in from the frozen north wasteland and just... Mm -hmm go outside with a microphone and talk to you (laughs) it might sound horrible but we'll make it happen we have to focus on 90 day because before the 90 days premieres this sunday no or sorry month sunday yes oh my god it replaces hea it's like it's like shit into gold it's like shit into gold kyle shit into gold All right. That's all we have. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to betterhelp.com slash love cray cray to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.